Namaskar, this is Dharaveda Pragyananda, and welcome to another episode of DharmaCast. Today, the topic that we're going to delve into is called, The Earlier One Starts Meditation, The Better. So this is a, many people think that, oh well, when I get older I can do it, I'll, I'll be retired. In fact, in India they used to have a tradition that after 50 years of age, then a person would go into the, in, re, in kind of like a retirement, and then devote himself or herself to spiritual practices. This is one of the traditions, but it's, it's really not a great um, idea. And to illustrate that, I'm going to read from a, a passage from my guru, Sri Sri Anandamurti, and his, it comes from a, a thing called, the earlier one starts Dharma Sadhana, which is, I use the word meditation here, um, the better. So what he does here is he he starts talking about a story which is well known in Indian um, mythology. So he says, you all know there was a great devotee of, of God called Dhruva who started intense meditation at the age of five. Seeing such a young boy absorbed in deep meditation, the older Devotees felt threatened. Their hearts missed a beat at the thought that this young devotee, having started his meditation so early, would surpass them spiritually, would make more progress than them by the time he had grown up. So Narayan, this is one of the names of God, asked Narada, can you go and test the boy and find out how ardent a devotee he is? So Narada went to where Dhruva was meditating and said, Why do you bother doing such deep meditation? Why don't you wait until you are older? And Dhruva replied, First, some boys die when they are still very young. It would therefore be unwise for me to wait until I have grown up. Second, it is rare to attain a human body. The worms, insects, flies, birds, and animals are all expressions of the Supreme Consciousness, Paramapurusha. The problem with them, however, is that due to their small intellects, they do not feel the necessity of practicing spirituality. But I have attained a human body, strongly feel that the need to follow Dharma. Why should I waste my time, Narada? Your words are incorrect. Being an elderly person, why do you misguide me? You shouldn't do that. The human body is the rarest of all, and thus the most difficult to acquire. Only after passing through millions of lives, through constant clash and cohesion, does one attain a human body. Human life is rare, but rarer still is the person who has realized the meaning of life through spiritual practice. Thus, Narada, human beings should start spiritual practices as early as possible in their lives. They should not waste time by waiting to old age. That would be unwise. So, this is just a little passage of the, the sage is testing the young boy, and the young boy gives the answer. And he says the right thing, because what he's talking about here is there's two things. One is that human life is, is like 
is a culmination of a process of, of we know this in biology, but also in in spiritual uh, uh, philosophy. It's also known that humans are the highest expression of life, and animals pass through different kind of um, births and deaths and births and deaths to attain that the human form. And the speciality of the human form is that we ha have the capacity to, to do spiritual practice. We have the capacity to realize our, our true nature. And, and meditation is the way to do that. So the question comes, um, it seems, meditation seems to be like something very complicated and, and it would be difficult for a young child to do it. But this story, of course, Druva may be mythological, but it's, it's true that young children can do it. And in fact, it's like with any kind of a, a discipline, things which are started early are, are generally, uh, it's easier for people to get into them and to really to, to excel with, with, with that practice, so whether it be music or art or different kind of things like that you know if you start young and, and you get into it you can you can have your whole life to to develop it but with meditation also children can do it so that's why in this regard i want to i, I want to narrate a little story about it because i have had a little bit of experience teaching kids meditation i won't say i'm a big expert in it but in um in the early um, um the first decade of this century um year 2000 or 2009, I was in Albania and I started a kindergarten school there. And I used to teach uh, music or songs to children. Um, I would sing in English and they would sing with me. And I would also always finish my, uh, my session of music with a, a short introduction to meditation. So what I would do is I would sing the song Babanam Kevalam, I think... It's the same song which comes on in the beginning of our podcast, Babanam Kevalam. It's a chant, a mantra. So then I would, uh, I would sing that song, have them try to sing along, and then I would tell them to close their eyes. And, um, and then for most of the time I was doing it, I just told them the same thing I tell to adults. I tell them, uh, just close your, your eyes, sit up straight, feel comfortable, and then just think of that song in your mind, Baba Nam Kevalam, Baba Nam Kevalam. I would tell them the meaning means that love is everything. You're meditating on love. So I would have them do that, and they would close their eyes, and, and they were quiet. I have some really nice photos of that period. And then I would sing again, and then they would open their eyes, and that was the session. So the, I did that many times, but then one day I refined it and it had an amazing effect. So what is the effect? There was one boy in our kindergarten who was, uh, you could say he had a kind of learning difficulties. Uh, he, he, just, he couldn't sit still for a second. In fact, we used to have three classrooms in our school building and we divided our children into th three groups. And this little boy, he never could stay in one group. He would wander from one group to the other, to the other, to the other. So he was restless. That was a restless soul. That was his nature. 
Um, and so, but one day, he was sitting there in my meditation session, and that day I introduced something special. What I did was I gave a visualization to the young kids. So I said, okay. So I sang the Babylon Kegel, but then I said, okay, close your eyes. And then I said, now, imagine that you're very light and you're floating on a cloud. You floated on a big, white, fluffy cloud in a blue sky and a yellow sun is all around and you're floating higher and higher. You know, so I had them, I had them go on this inner voyage and then I said, now you can also, you can hear the Babanam Kevalam. So we did this session, only, it's only a few minutes, that's the way I always did it. And then I said, okay, everybody, you can open your eyes. So everybody opened their eyes, but there was one boy who couldn't open his eyes because he was so he was still involved with that uh, the visualization that meditation, and it turned out this was the restless one, the one who couldn't stay in one classroom, and he became absorbed in the meditation. So this was a good lesson for me. You know, I learned that yes, that children can really get into it. So what the the story of Druva uh, the, the, is that you know he was a, a young boy. And then the the um, the old meditator said, "Oh well, he's going to become better than us, you know." <laughs> so he should He's meditating longer than he's meditating for an hour, and we're just doing a little bit. So they discouraged him. So that's just a story. But the the moral of the story is correct: is that uh, we don't know how long our life will be. It could end at any time. So while we have this life, which is a rare thing in the in nature, we should utilize it in it, in the best way. It's it's like as if you had a um, some you had a fancy computer, but you never used it until the last day of your life, and then you say, "Oh yeah, I should I should really use this thing," and you know, and use it for so many things, which it's capable of doing, and then, and then your life is ended. So you don't you don't get a chance to really use it. So your your life is is more than a computer. Your what what you have, each one of us has, is a great treasure. It's the you know the the pinnacle of of the of the of the um, evolution, and so we should use this great treasure. And that and what is the best use of this great treasure is to realize God, to become one with God, and we have that capacity. And meditation is the tool to do that. So why wait? Why wait? You you don't know if you, how much time you're going to have. So whatever time you have. Utilize it and do meditation. The little kids can do it, and you can also do it. So this is the message that was uh, was um, given in this little discourse by my teacher, and which I'm trying to put across now. So if you've been thinking maybe oh next next week I'm going to learn, or next month I'm going to learn, next year I'm going no. So that's why one of the, I think I've given um, a talk on this before. I've written a song about it. I said. If you have good things to do, do it today. And bad things, you make a delay. So, so meditate. learning meditation is a good thing. Don't delay it. You don't know when you're going to get a chance. Uh, you don't know how much time you have to do it. So, so do it while you're here. Utilize your time wisely. So that's, what, that's the message for today. It should be started as soon as possible. I think many people who are listening here are already started, but there's, the others, you know, you haven't. So... I'm just trying to encourage you to, to 
try it out, give it a spin. So that's it all for today. And um, thank you for listening. And one thing which I've been asking people for in the, during the last few podcasts, if you have any questions or comments, just, you can send me an email at info at com, or you can leave a, a comment on the website. And if you have suggestions or you have for future podcast things which you would like me to address, please please also write that because that gives me an idea of, of what your requirements are, what you would like to see or what you would like to hear. And I really appreciate that. So I'm just going to conclude with the standard yogi greeting and namaskar. It means I salute you with the divine charms in my mind and all the love and cordiality of my heart. And I will be back soon, and I hope that you will too. Thank you.